0: Matt Stepp, you flipped a coin at, the, at a Texas high school football game on Saturday, and the team that won the coin flip lost. What does that say about you?
1: It says I make everyone happy. Everyone wins. <laughs>
0: Tepp and Step. oh my god, <laughs> I may keep that in, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep who muted his computer,
1: correct Tepper. <laughs> and I am the Step who just got an email, I'm Matt Step.
0: <laughs> Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber, and welcome to week six. And look guys. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This is a tough week. <laughs> okay. It's a tough scene. Tough scene. It's a tough scene. There's a lot of a lot of open dates. Uh thirty three percent of the state is off this week. Uh and also it just so happens that like there are just kind of a lot of blowouts, I think, on the
1: slate. Like Yeah, this is the week where it's like you need a game I need a game yeah I guess I'll play you even though I'm probably going to be a 40 point underdog we'll yeah. just play because I want to get 10 games in yeah. you know It's basically every 16 district is off
0: there are some great games uh, uh, we were talking before we came on the air
1: there's enough to do a podcast there's
0: enough to do a podcast I'm not sure there's enough to do a podcast and a half, but there's <laughs> enough to do a podcast.
1: Correct, yeah. Um, yeah. Every you know. six-team district is off, and then I'd say about half the 18 districts are off. Yeah. And six and eight are the two most common district sizes in the UIL. Which is
0: why here we are into Ooh, week six. Welcome to week six. 2022 Texas High School Wall Season. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a moment, we are going to have uh, our week six draft, where we're going to go back and forth. Uh, and uh, and then also I'm gonna we're gonna do a little bit of week five recap kind of, mm-hmm. but really we're gonna do a, a mid-season temperature check, uh, and I've got some interesting questions for Matt Stepp okay, to uh, to see if we can get some uh, get some hot takes out of him because I, like I know it. he's a hot take artist. But we will start as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week Uh-oh. presented by Country Meats. Special shout-out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft hand, hand delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Mm-hmm. Choose your fund, rate your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the discount code STEPPAPA10 to get 10% off your first order. That's stepp one 0 at checkout at countrymeets.com. Countrymeats.com. It ain't city meats.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's good.
0: It's, also, it's, not. it's, not. it's not. I wouldn't Country trust meats. I wouldn't trust city meets.
1: I wouldn't trust no city fied meat sticks. But you
0: know what I trust? Country meets. do.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: Matt Stepp, your Texas High School football fun fact of the week this week. And don't look at my Twitter account because I think I tweeted it. Dang it. Matt Stepp, what team with a winning record has the worst point differential. Which UIL 11-man Texas high school football team hmm. that has a winning record right okay, now okay. has the worst point differential? See, this is a pretty good I'm
1: telling that, you. This is a deep cut I right did some
0: I did some actual research, and by research yeah. I mean I plugged something into a... Uh,
1: this is, this is a deep cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got no idea. I don't, I don't even know if this team has a winning record. Okay. I'm just going to throw a name. I'm just going to go Brady. Okay.
0: Brady's an interesting guess. Uh, Brady is two and three. Well, screw me. Um, so that doesn't that doesn't work. They do have a negative 54 uh, uh, point differential. Uh, you want one more guess or you want me to just tell you?
1: <laughs> nah, just tell me. It's, it's, right. This is a really good one.
0: This is a deep right. cut. The team with a lose, I'll give you a, another part first the team with a losing record that has the best win pr- uh, point differential is lake travis lake travis is two and three but they are plus 71 in point they're, differential they're two
1: wins or big wins big wins yeah
0: the team with the worst point differential with a winning record is our beloved mission veterans memorial patriots
1: Oh, you know what? Because the Harlingen game, so it probably really throws it off. Both Harlingen
0: and San, San Benito, because yeah. they've won. They've got they're three and two, and they've got three wins that are all pretty narrow. They beat Mission by twelve. They beat McAllen Memorial by seven, and then last week they beat Brownsville Hanna by two. Mm-hmm. But then they lost by 56 to Harlingen, and they lost by 47 to San Benito, okay. which gives them a minus 81 point differential. Shout out, Coach Gilpin.
1: Hey. You're 3-2, th- Coach. No one, no one cares about anything else.
0: They don't ask you how. They That's ask right. you how many. That's
1: exactly. <laughs> That's exactly
0: right. Anyway, there it is, your Texas I high school like it. football That's a deep cut. I fun like fact one. of the week. All right, Matthew, let's get into this because we were going to um, – we're going to talk a little bit about, about week five. I do want to hear your thoughts because we talked a little bit about last week. I do want to hear your thoughts on what you saw from PSJA North Wind sure. or Edinburgh Valor sure. because you were calling me during the game, but in the pregame, and telling me some interesting interesting inside information. Some nuggets. nuggets. And I figured this is the Nugget Podcast. Yeah. So if you want to give some people some nugs from your from your journeys and what you've been who doesn't love nuggets? People love nuggets.
1: Mm-hmm. I like spicy nugs. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is pretty spicy. Oh. Oh, you get a team now? Yeah, go for okay. it. So uh <laughs> yeah, give no, me the nuts. Okay. So uh pregame, you know, I'm down there talking and, and talked to John Campbell from Edinburgh Villa. And we're talking and and he kind of looks and he goes, you know what, Matt? And he goes like he goes, I don't I don't you know he goes, I want to win this game. He goes, I don't know how much I really gonna show tonight mm. because I think I think these are the two best teams in region four, and I think we're gonna see these guys again in the regional final. And that was unsolicited. I didn't I didn't mention it. He is unsolicited i said Mm. oh i perked up and i you know real all Rio grand valley regional final yeah and uh so i said okay i said uh where would you play that game at and he goes probably mcallen it's the biggest stadium Mm -hmm. so i said he goes he he goes i really like psj this stadium they were playing at psj he's like but uh can't play at home yeah so but yeah it, it was i was like okay and so uh the game lived up to the billing it was a I know I sent some video of it. It was a fan. It'll probably be in the video, the vlog uh, that I know Ashley and Mallory are working hard on. Uh, great atmosphere, as you would expect in the Valley. I thought two really good teams. I mm-hmm. thought PSJ North took the fight to Vela um, and and played their game. And Vela had not been in a close game all year, and I think they got out of character a little bit, panicked a little bit, and PSJ North. They came to play. They're, they're the key for PSJ North. I felt like was their offensive line mm-hmm. just dominated up and their defensive line really mm-hmm. both, both up front. They controlled the action, and I thought they were the key in the game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think both teams are regional contenders for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I uh, to me, you know, I had been in the preseason. You remember I was I was in PSJ North guy. You were. You had talked me into and just watching things. I'd become a Vale guy. I don't know where I stand now. Because I'll say this, if they were to see each other again, and there's a lot that has to go right for that to happen. Yeah, a lot of a lo- football left. A lot of football left to play. But if they were to see each other, I mean, it wasn't a blowout. Basically, no. two plays changes that game.
1: Yeah, you know? it was a close game. And, uh, you know, I, the, the 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 big moment in the game, it's 14-14, third quarter. Vela had stu- – PSJ went three and out. Vela came down. Dominant drive, score to tie the game. PSJ comes back, real-time-consuming drive. <clears throat> it's a third and goal from the eight, mm-hmm. and Vela gets a sack. But on the sack, there's a face mask. <clears throat> so you get first automatic mm-hmm. first down, half the distance of the goal. Two plays later, PSJ Nor scores. 21-14, kind of flip Never flipped like the momentum night. of the game. Yeah, so it was interesting. The, the, those are two evenly matched teams. I think I think it will be a fun game if they played again. Like it's a lot of football left, but I think there's a chance they play again. It was a great game. So
0: I want to. What I want to do here is where
1: we're believe it or not, this is the midway point of the regular season.
0: Yeah, here in week six, it's, we're at the midway man.
1: point. I say it every year; it's flown by.
0: Um, so instead of going game by game and talking a recap, what I want to do is I want <clears throat> I want to give you three different categories, and I've okay. got these as well. Three different categories, uh, and we'll do, or it's, we'll call it the midterms the midterms, okay? Okay. First, the first category is going to be a ranked team you're not buying quite yet. Okay. The second question I'm going to have is a team with an ugly record, let's say 500 or below. Okay. 500 or below that you're not giving up on. Okay. That you still think has a chance to make some noise. And then I want you to issue a midseason hipster team, which is a team that nobody's talking about that you just like, that you just think you just think they're neat, and that you're interested. In. I might have two. Oh, okay. I'm I'm willing to hear two. Okay, we'll start with the first question: a ranked team, a team ranked in the Dave Campbell's mm-hmm, Texas Football mm-hmm. Associated Press rankings, mm-hmm. that you are not quite buying quite yet.
1: Frisco Reedy. Okay. Don't buy. It. Part of it, I don't think Frisco ISD as a whole is very good this year. Okay. I think Frisco Reedy is a good team. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. I think. Their win their best win is over Lone Star and it has not it's not aging very well at this mm-hmm. point. So now Reedy may go undefeated. They there's a very decent chance they go ten and zero. Mm-hmm. But in 5A Division One, Region Two, I don't know if I want to put Reedy's ten and O against the likes of Lancaster. I've let, if I think if Lancaster played Reedy, Lancaster would be a two to three touchdown favorite. And yeah. So I'm not I'm not ready to I'm not buying in on Reedy at this point. Region Region two, Division One is brutal. It is. It really is. Yeah, Longview, Timberview. Port Arthur Memorial, you got you got Lancaster lurking around in there. It's a it's a good good Forney's mm-hmm. playing great football right now. It's a good good region. So I, I think Reedy's probably a team I'm not, I'm not buying.
0: I think that I think that's fair, and, and and I'm I'm a little I'm a little skeptical on them. I've got two I want to put out here. Mm-hmm. One of them, both of them, I would both of them I would claim are pretty highly ranked. Um, okay. The first I'm going to go small school. Matt Stepp, I'm not quite in on Burton yet. I'm okay. not. That's not to say I won't get there. That's. I guess I should say that. We've got the number two in in in. Two Too risk for your blood. Last week against Fall City scares the bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. That's a down Fall City team, and they squeaked by him thirteen to twelve. And the issue is, I just don't know if they can score. Yeah. Like their offense is just kind of stuck in first gear, mm-hmm. and and I am not quite sure they can get out of
1: first gear. Yeah, they had the one big game against Schulenberger. Really, yeah. They put up a 50. But other than that, 21 against Holland, seven mm-hmm. nothing over Hearn. Yeah, I mean so, yeah.
0: it is. I I have I have my questions now. Again, they might go 10 and 0 because I think Fall City might be the second best team in that district. Right, yeah. A downfall city team, a one and four fall city team, might be the second best team in that district. Mm-hmm. But I just have some. I have some questions. I have some questions about Burton. And here's the other one. And maybe this is controversial.
1: I like controversy.
0: Not buying Stephenville. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I am. I am very skeptical about Stephenville. And I probably don't have to tell you why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the defense. Yeah. They're de- Like, they have now, like, I think that, so they're, they're 5-0 and to start the year. They're 5-0, and and they've, they've outscored their opponents by 34 points.
1: Yeah. They've got, I mean, they do have a couple of three. I, I, I'd say their three, three 5A wins are pretty good wins. They're good wins. And, I'm, again, but, like. But are, but are they good wins against good teams? I mean, are they elite? That's that's
0: the no. question. And, and And with China Spring coming up, you know what China Spring can do? They can score. And. Like, I, like, last week against Wichita Falls Ryder, I think you and
1: I both agree. You just saw Ryder, didn't you? Saw so him against Coronado a uh, couple weeks ago. Would before. you declare
0: their offense to be some juggernaut?
1: No. Ryder's not a juggernaut offense, And they're
0: giving up 42 points to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, they're giving up big play after big play. I have to see some defensive improvement before I'm willing to hop on board the Stephenville train. Yeah. Like,
1: it's not the, a state championship defense. Right? now. Think- it's not. Now their offense, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no notes. But teams like that, that those teams don't typically win state championships. There has to be, yeah. At some point, there has
0: to be some sort of like, there's somebody's going to come along and they're going to get enough stops on you, or you're going to turn the ball over mm-hmm. too many times, mm-hmm. and you're going to end up putting sli- a lot
1: of pressure on the offense. You that's really are. A lot are. of pressure. Yeah, no, I that's, agree.
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little, I'm a little skeptical at the moment. Okay, a team with an ugly record, let's say 500 or worse. Okay. That you are not giving up
1: on yet. I, I think the easy choice is Brock at one and four. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's the. That's that's mm-hmm. that's probably the, the layup right. But if you yeah. want me to go kind of off the board yeah. a little bit, um, love it Coronado. Okay, they're they're they I believe one and four as well. They've lost four in a row. Hmm. Um, and I think the the thing with Coronado, other than la- now, I worry I w- about last week. Last though. week really like lose, not losing to Caprock, but getting dominated by Caprock does concern. Me. But before that, I was pretty, you know, they're they're a couple of plays away from being three and one. Mm-hmm. So last week though concerned me so coronado has got a chance to get it right in the district. They, if they can win a couple of key games, they're right back in the mix. But now they got no room for error. But I'm not ready to give up on them just yet. I think they can they can get the wheels back on. Um, so I, those are my two.
0: It's not an ugly record, but at two and two, I'm still in on Summer Creek. Okay. Okay. Because they're going to go to the, if they get in the playoffs, which they got to get the playoffs first. Yeah. They still got to play North Shore. They still got to play Tascia. Good luck. Still got to play Sea King, right? But their two losses on the year are competitive losses to Klein Kane and Klein Collins, both of whom are undefeated. Stay ranked, okay? Stay ranked. Mm-hmm. They're in it, okay? By the way, they've got a, a win over Clear Falls. That's Clear Falls' only loss of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dominated Beaumont Westbrook. I and if they and if they get in, they're going D two.
1: Yeah. And who knows D two with who with, knows man With KDISD right now that district you. Katie could be D one, and then it just—it's like who's going to win Region three? I am buying in on
0: I'm buy, I'm not giving up on on Summer Creek.
1: And it goes without saying also another one South Oak Cliff. They're two yes. and three. They're going to finish seven and three. Yeah, and they'll be fine.
0: It appears offensively now again the the, the quality of opponent has changed. But I do think there are, like, the the fundamentals of what you're seeing offensively are getting stronger. Yeah. And that's a positive thing for them. Yeah.
1: So. I imagine at two and three, I imagine after this week, South Oak Cliff will probably start to yes. creep back into the state rankings here pretty soon you All know, right. as they get the record evened out.
0: And finally, Matthew, I want to hear your midseason hipster team, which is <clears> a team that you're not necessarily saying they're going to win a state championship, but a team that. You just like a team that a team that, that, that tickles your fancy, uh, you know, a team that nobody's talking about. So don't say like, oh, you know, I really like Galena Park North Shore. Hmm.
1: Yeah. How about Milano? How about Milano? Four and o, huh? And the computer loves Milano. Mm-hmm. They are ranked like fifth in two A Division two. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard to tell. Look, there's especially for me because they're at three of their four wins over private schools. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how good they are. But I'm in, I'm intri- I'm intrigued, and we're. Gonna, I mean, their district's good. They got Bremon, Granger, and Chilton to mm-hmm. close the season in a row, so mm-hmm. we'll find out pretty quick. But I'm. I am intrigued by the Milano Eagles. Okay, I like that. <clears throat> I, I'm gonna go.
0: With, I know we've talked about this district a couple of times. I know they just got done getting their teeth kicked in. Matt Step. I love ponder. I love Ponder. They
1: <laughs> they just cut the brakes. <laughs> they are the most. They're one of the most wild ass teams in the state of Texas.
0: Okay, so they are averaging right now fifty two points a game, and they're giving up fifty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they are we're just,
1: like we're, we're, we are who we are, guys.
0: That's done. who they are. And and their their quarterback, Clifton Cooper. Who, I think he's like the state's leading passer. He's already thrown for. 2,100 yards.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, head coach's son. Yeah. Cooper's son, yeah.
0: He's, he's airing it out. They're just letting it rip, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of defense. These games are... Pointsy is all hell. Like this past week was the first time like they got they got beat sixty two to fourteen. Yeah. But like the week before they lost to Godley sixty four to fifty four. Yeah. They beat Crumb 51 and they beat Fort Worth Dunbar seventy to fifty
1: seven. Yeah. They're, they're just they're just letting it letting it all. Rip. If
0: you want to be if you are looking for entertainment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love Ponder. <laughs> Your entertainment value is there. for Ponder sure. just lets it rip. So anyway, they're,
1: they're they're in the wrong district though. I I got a feeling that district's gonna.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think it's... You, know, you if, got
1: Brock and 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 Whitesboro coming up. It's
0: yeah now yeah you they know. get fourth maybe though. I think if if they get fourth, I successful mean successful season and and then they get in the playoffs and it's just like
1: all right like. Mm-hmm. You you are. They're a fun matchup. They're they're a tough matchup yes. because they're so dynamic. What I appreciate
0: about them is that there is only one way you can play them. Now you can beat them at their own game. Godly beat them at their own game. Mm-hmm. But there's only one way to play. They're not gonna they're not gonna change their stripes. They're just who they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're wild ass. I love I love Pop. I got one more for you. Okay, Stanford.
0: Stanford
1: five and zero, and let me tell you, they are young, young, young. Now they're in the same district with Hawley and Cisco, so, so third place. Probably going to finish. They're five and zero. They're probably going to finish third, just because of. But that's a third place team that is going to be dangerous in the playoffs. And, and I'll go ahead and, and preview twenty twenty three. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Stanford's probably going to be a top ten team because they bring everyone back. Mm-hmm. Stanford, keep an eye on Britt Hart's Bulldogs. Okay.
0: All right. So there you have it. Um, a couple of questions that we're asking here um, yeah anyway by the way did you so that, that's one end of the spectrum ponder I'm just crunching numbers El Dorado do you know there's been a combi- they've, they're, they're, they're two and three so okay. they play five games do you know there's been a combined 95 points in their five games Score points for points against. Yeah,
1: now they only played four because the Midland, oh, Midland TLC is a forfeit.
0: That is a forfeit. Okay, well they only played four. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, that's less fun then.
1: But yeah, there are four scores though: seven nothing, yeah, 18, tw- wins, seven nothing win, 18-12 loss, twenty four seven loss, twenty six nothing loss.
0: So the anti ponder, <laughs> they're yeah. the anti ponder. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> there it is. Some some uh, some mid season awards here mm-hmm, on Tap
1: and Stuff.
0: All right, it's time for our draft. Time for our draft. Uh, if you this is your first episode of Tap and Step, welcome. Here's how it works: <coughs> Step and I go back and forth, select a games we're most interested in, uh, and we are, and then once we go five rounds, once it's picked, it's off the board, uh, and then we round it all out with our hipster game of the week. Okay, as we mentioned off the top, guys, I need you to bear with us a little bit. This is not a deep week of games.
1: Yeah, it's not the deepest week.
0: It's not a deep week because there's a lot of open dates, and then it just also happens that there's just. Uh, in fact, I can look this up, but the computer has a fair amount of games that are uh, not uh, not projected to be particularly close. Uh, if you are interested, there are... Let's go with just 45 of the cutoff. Or we'll go with 35 of the cutoff. Uh, that's 90 games and another... Yeah, there's about 170 games that are projected to be outside of the 30-point margin. Yeesh. So, yes, so... Bear with us. <laughs> we're dealing with some things here. But we're going to select the games we're we are We're going to make most. it work. We're, it gonna, that's not to say they're not great games, because there are great games out there. Uh, we're go, uh, Step and I uh, did a coin flip before the show. I won the coin flip, so I get the first first pick, which is an important pick. It and, is. And uh, Matt Step, we are going to go on Highway 377. Mm. For a state-ranked for a Division One showdown after I just got done talking about how I'm not buying Stephenville. Got
1: done trashing a state champion. <laughs> I just
0: want to see their defense. Brownwood travels to Stephenville in one of the all-time great Texas high school football rivalries. This is a fun
1: one. This is uh, a... There's no love lost between these two towns. No.
0: They do not like each other. And I think that is going to become evident throughout the course of this of this uh, game. This is 7.30 p.m. Friday night there at Yellow Jacket Stadium in, S- in Stephen Tarleton. 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 Oh, they're playing Tarleton. My bad. Yeah. That's
1: right. They're supposed to get their own stadium here pretty soon. Yes. They're trying, they're trying, trying m- to put another vote up to the bond. So we talked a little bit about Stephenville. Here's what I think is so remarkable. By the way, if you hear me coughing, I have an upper respiratory infection. I don't have COVID.
0: So I just want to keep track that off the top, your computer rings out, mm-hmm. and then now you're just going to be coughing
1: through the whole show, try, and trying to survive. You know, I've, I've taken four COVID tests in the past six days, and they're all negative. So
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing about Stevenville, though. Okay, I mentioned my concerns about their defense. Their defense leaves something to be desired. Let's say that. Yes. Bro, their offense is incredible, and they're doing it. Without their starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, Ryder Lambert's out with, a uh, believe, a broken foot.
0: So, Ryder Lambert's been out. So, they've turned, uh, to, they've turned to the backup quarterback, Ryan Gafford, who has been rock solid. Yeah. Rock solid, and they've got Tate Maruska, the running back.
1: Who single-handedly destroyed my Everman Bulldogs a few weeks he, ago.
0: I, he ran like 340 or something. He's yeah. nuts. This offense is, this. I'm comfortable saying this, this offense is better than it was last year. their
1: their state championship offense this offense is better they're so good up front their steven offensive line is unbelievable
0: their offensive line is spectacular it's really good everything on their offense like you think about how good their offense would be if Roger Lambert were in there like Mm -hmm. everything is working for this offense I've I've expressed my misgivings with the defense right okay so here's Brownwood and Brownwood has I think I don't know why they've flown under the radar maybe it's because they lost their opener to Abilene Wiley uh, that loss has
1: aged pretty well. Abby Wiley's a pretty n-
0: solid team, not a bad five A team, right? No. Um, they've but since then they've been excellent, and the reason they've been excellent is because their defense. I thought last week against Waco Connolly, I thought that was as complete a performance yeah. as you may see in four A
1: football. It's a really good offense that Connolly has, and Brownwood, you know, other I had a couple of big runs, but other than other than that, Brownwood shut them down. Ike call. Their
0: quarterback did a little bit of everything. He went like 150 and 120, like passing, throughout, passing running. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and what's funny is Sammy Burnett, who you remember, he told us, mm-hmm. it, pff, 2019 maybe, he, like years ago, he goes, we have this class. I don't know what class it was. He said freshman or eighth they grade. They freshmen
1: in yeah. 2019. They're yeah. seniors now.
0: Yeah. And he said, that's the class. That's the class that's going to be special,
1: and they've got a good group behind them because that JV group went ten and zero last yeah. year.
0: <clears throat> this is a really good Brownwood ball club, and they're balanced. Now they got to go on the road, mm-hmm. and. Their offense is good, but they are not. They cannot keep up with Stephenville if Stephenville no, wants to turn this into track meet.
1: They have, Brownwood hasn't had that breakout game offensively, and, I, and they don't want to get in a track meet that's, no. that's Stephenville's not the team you want to get in a track meet with. No, so they, they do not. I know Burnett's had – Sammy Burnett and Brownwood have had – they haven't beaten Stephenville in a while. Stephenville's yes. had their number. They've had this one circled. Br- Burnett is a Brownwood boy mm-hmm. through and through. He has been nothing – there will be no greater scalp for them to get No, this than is the one. <laughs> um, this is what they want. Now, if you remember, uh, hipster pick. Brownwood was a hipster pick for me. Mm-hmm. I think Brownwood is going to win. I, I picked. Remember, we picked the. Sh- mm-hmm. I picked them to win the region. Mm-hmm. And you know, either win this game. Uh, I think there's upset potential here. Okay. I think this is one. I think this is one that you and Ish may have on your upset watch this week. I think you're.
0: I think you're right. Um, let's see. The last time, so 2019, Brownwood beat Stephenville. Okay, so they didn't. It but that long ago. then, yeah, and then 2016. They've been beat, they've beaten them fairly fairly recently, but like, you know, Stevenville they've gotten the beat them up Wood. last year. Yeah. Stevenville beat them by fifty fifty. I will
1: say year. I don't know what our computer I don't have our computer rankings pulled up. Yeah. I know in one other computer poll, Brownwood's favored. Brownwood's ten point underdog in this one. Okay, ten point underdog. So it shows you the computer polls. We're still mm-hmm. I mean
0: still still not a lot of you yes. know
1: synergy there because if a
0: lot of, ultimately can Brownwood slow down this Stephenville attack for long enough. Because here's the other thing. Stephenville is a team, like in the past couple of games, they've fallen behind. They yeah. were behind pretty big to Ryder. 21 they, nothing. Just yeah. like Ever- Everman. Everman and Ryder, they're down 21 nothing, And they roar back yeah. and win. So they are they are not dead until they're dead. Mm-hmm. So can Brownwood play 48 minutes of sound defensive football? Because I'm... I mean, look, right now, the way that things are going, you could probably pencil in Brownwood for 42 points, yeah. right? Yeah. Just do it because they're like the Stephenville, de- like, A, the Brownwood offense is pretty good, and the Stephenville defense just isn't playing very
1: well. They haven't shown enough. any propensity to slow anybody
0: down. Right. Know. So, can they keep them under 42? Yeah. If they keep them under 4, which is a chore and would be by far their lowest scoring output of the year, <laughs> but yeah. can they do it? That's the real question. I think that is the showcase matchup of the weekend in Brownwood and Stevenville. Even if it weren't a rivalry, it would be a great game. Yeah, in the rivalry aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Full
1: house, it would be a great atmosphere at Tarleton Memorial Stadium. If you're in the area, I would recommend, uh, finding if you can get a ticket, finding a way to end that place. Going
0: right now. That's my first pick. What is your first pick, Matthew?
1: I'm going to go down to the Austin area to a really intriguing game in 25-6A. As the Vandergrift Vipers visit the East Side of Austin in the Maynard Mustangs' home of Ishmael Johnson, this is a big game for Ish. And been all I week. think this this is Maynard's like chance to show, hey, we're ready for 6A football. maynard has been really good early in the year, four um, and They've been dominant, but they their schedule they haven't played anyone of this caliber as of yet vandergrift is a state ranked team they are a power they are you know kind of considered the number three team in austin behind Lake travis and westlake and mm-hmm. both teams are one one to know in district i think the win- the winner of this game um starts to set their eyes on a district championship and if things break right it could mm-hmm. be for playoff seating mm-hmm. because the vandergrift vandergrift is could flip either way depending on what happens with cedar park mr ridge so this could be a, a seating game as well vandergrift uh very impressive district opening win. 41-13 over Round Rock, Stony Point. Um, that's not a bad team. Stony Point's solid. Vandergriff dominated them. Braden Buchanan, 245 yards, three touchdowns. Ho-hum. Oh, Vandergriff defense forces three turnovers. You know, just a typical Drew Sanders coach performance from the Vandergriff Vipers. Yeah. Maynard, on the other hand, they uh, opened up district two weeks ago, and they take care of business against Round Rock McNeil. No surprise, Eric McNeil's kind of a bottom feeder in the district. Uh, Quentin Joyner, the USC commit, four touchdowns rushing. Maynard's athleticism is going to cause Vandergriff problems. Maynard is as athletic and as dynamic um, as team, as, uh, of a team as you'll find at the 6A level in the Austin area. But this is a Vandegrift team that's been in big games, that is really good up front, that is athletic enough to where Vandegr- to Maynard's not going to run away from them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to keep up. And I just I just, and I just wonder if this, this first big 6A game, if, if Maynard's ready for it yet. So kind of watching that. It's at, it's at Maynard's. That's a boost uh, for James Keller's ball club to be at home. But in the end, I, I think Vandegrift is built to win games away from home. Because of their defense and their ability to run the football, I think they're going to be able to to control the line of scrimmage, run the football, keep Maynard off the field, and frustrate the Mustangs in this one. So I, I like Vandergrift.
0: Yeah, it's a good it's a good pick. Um, uh, that Vandergrift, you know, uh, it's funny because Vandergrift lost that opener to Drip, and we all kind of looked around like, uh oh, like oh, what's what's the problem with Vandergrift? Like, well, since then, Dripping Springs has looked like. The best team in 6A Division II, Region 4?
1: They've strong.
0: They've looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Vandergriff, that seems like a long way, a long time ago. And I also think Vandergriff's gotten better. Now, Mike Craven saw Maynard last week. Mike Craven, our college football insider. Mm-hmm. And he told me today, he was like, dude, they're the real
1: deal. Had some people in Austin tell me that, that, that have corroborated those reports from Mike Craven, journalist with a capital J. Yes.
0: They're the real deal. And I'm kind of inclined to agree with them. I think that, I think, it's, I mean, part of it is it's easy to get excited about Quentin Joyner. Yeah. Quentin Joyner is the, the man. He's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mainer, more like Major.
0: Oh God! Anyway, it's a great game, Vader, and Manor. It'll be <laughs> awesome. Oh my God! Mm. Mm. Get I, I swear. What's up, Hudson? All right, <laughs> I've got. I'm going to go to the Houston area. I'm going to go five A as well. And let's go seven o'clock Friday evening. I believe. Oh no, this is this is on the road. That's right. This is at Mustang Stadium in Magnolia. Okay. In a big District Ten. Five A Division One matchup as the Richmond Foster Falcons take on the Magnolia West Mustangs. Uh, Magnolia West is three and one to start the year, and this game would have been even better, and probably the first overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm.
1: But
0: more for last week, and last week is the first time that Magnolia West has looked anything other than really good. Yeah. Things kind of fell apart for him last week against Manville,
1: and for the first, it in was a surprising because Manville has yes. had their share of struggles. Yes,
0: but Manville got right last week, mm-hmm. and for 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 Magnolia West, it it was basically for the first time their offense really couldn't get anything going. Uh, this this is you know, and the question is how much stock do you put in what we saw last week? Because other than last week, offense pretty darn good. They've been cycling through a pair of quarterbacks uh, in Bo Chumley and Ryan Ojeda. They've been running mm-hmm. the ball exceptionally well uh, with uh, with Terry Daniels giving him the ball. I think he's got 300-yard games in, in, in their first four games. Um, their offense has been great and their defense has been very strong. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong to start the year. That's That's... You know, so a lot of it comes down to what do you think about what we saw last week against Manville? Because here comes Richmond Foster, and it's probably time to have, to, capital H, have, <laughs> capital C, a conversation okay. about Richmond Foster. Are they going to play for a state championship? I mean, there's a... They're in the conversation. Because right now they're 5-0, and oh, and... I got to tell you guys, I think their defense freaking rules. Their defense is big, their defense is fast, and their defense just, they choke the life out of you. They, they grab you in a rear naked choke and they make you tap. This mm-hmm. This defense has been really strong to start the year. And by the way, I don't think they've been playing chumps. I think shutting out Friendswood last week is impressive. I think holding Angleton to seven the week before is impressive. I think, go back to that week one, week one game. I know it's George Ranch, but that, uh, George Ranch is, is a 6A team, and they're a decent 6A team, and yeah. they beat them 49 to seven. Mm-hmm. Their defense is s- excellent, really, really strong. And that's what makes me wonder if this is going to be a. I think this has the possibility. To be a real slow scoring, just beat you up slugfest, because this now they've got they've got a, a guy Ashton they're their their running back.
1: Yeah, he he, they made, they made a move like He was kind of the leader of their defense last year, uh-huh. and late in the year, Coach McDowell moved him to offense, and since he since they moved him to running back. They've, they've been a different team. Foster's been elite.
0: He's got 17 rushing touchdowns on the year, if you're into that kind of thing.
1: I'm into 17 rushing touchdowns in five games. Um,
0: That's uh, over three per game. He's been awesome. He's got o- o- over 1,100 yards on the, on the year to start, to start the season. This is, but I also think that there is a chance that this is, not a chance, I'll, I'm comfortable saying this, this is the biggest test for Foster yep. yet this year going on the road to Magnolia against a, a West team that is certainly capable of challenging them. The issue is nobody's challenged them. Mm-hmm. And here's the other, I mean, here's the thing. We'll probably... I'll just spoiler alert for a couple of weeks from now. We'll probably be talking about Foster and Manville here in a couple of weeks because that'll be a big game. Mm-hmm. But this is the appetizer. And if Foster comes out of this with a win, and especially if Foster comes out of this with the kind of win they've been getting recently by 28, 35 points... The conversation expands in the same way that the conversation expanded about Katie Peto last year. Because this is about the time. Think about it. Yeah. Week six was about the time we kind of started looking around. We're like, "Dude, is Katie Peto like actually super good?" Mm-hmm. And it turned out they were. They were. This is kind of that moment. So, I think this is. I think this is a really interesting contest. Computer liked Foster by fourteen. If they do that, if they if they just if they win by fourteen. I'm ready to have a conversation about 5A Division One and that right side of the bracket being Richmond Foster's to lose. So
1: yeah, last week I think when we when we did our I think Foster was my team Mm -hmm. to play in the state championship. So yeah, they're they look good right now. They're they're on a roll. So yeah, yeah, you got you got to put them right at the top of those contenders on the left side on the right side of the bracket.
0: What is your second pick, Matthew? Go up to the
1: beautiful Texas Panhandle where we have a cross regional showdown. Of Let's get weird. Let's get weird. As the El Paso Riverside Rangers make the long road trip from El Paso to Bushland to take on the Bushland Falcons in a battle of unbeatens. Bushland, state-ranked. El Paso Riverside is not ranked at the moment, but I think a win here would start to... <laughs> I think it'd be time to have a conversation about ranking Riverside in the top 10.
0: You guys ever wonder what happens when you're in five-team districts? Yeah. This (laughs) This is is what happens. happens. Yeah, these
1: two are both in five-team districts and it's like, oh, you want to play? Well, not really. It's a long way away, but I don't want to play nine games and here you go. Yes. Uh, Riverside's been really dominant this year in the El Paso area. They left the area once. They played a New Mexico team, Alamogordo. They're a decent New Mexico team, probably the equivalent of a small 5A in Texas and they beat them. Close game, like 35-21. Um... The best player on the field, I'm confident, in this game is going to be Speedy Munoz, the quarterback for El Paso Riverside. I mean, last week, you know, just a normal game, 248 passing, three touchdowns, 54 yards rushing, two touchdowns, kickoff return, 90 yards for a touchdown. He's got four kick returns for touchdowns this year. Don't kick it to Speedy Munoz. More like Speedy Munoz. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Good one. I just kick it out of bounds. Yeah. Just don't kick it to him. Uh if you kick it to him, you know, that that's your own you're, you're you're doing that at your own own peril there. This is a guy with division one offers. And more coming, I would imagine. Um Bushland, talk about a statement. They go to Dumas and drill Dumas. Thirty that game was thirty eight twenty, that game wasn't that close. They're um
0: I think it was their play-by-play guy was in my menches this past week because I picked Dumas. Because, you know, bigger teams, yeah. up, up, two, up two divisions. Dumas is a tough place a to good, play. And a good team, like, on the road. I was like, yeah, I think Dumas was the safer choice. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm on board, man. I'm
1: I'm getting – Wins get, over Dumas and Canadian. I mean, that's – me get, me, get me a Bushland pom-pom. I'm, yeah. I'm on. Um, Dawson Jaco, he's having a huge year, 312 yards passing, three touchdowns. Um, this is this is going to be an interesting test mm-hmm. because I, neither one of these teams know much about each other. I think for Riverside, this is a chance for them to earn some respect on a statewide level, mm-hmm. even though it's a three A opponent. Bushland is a respected name, and right now, they're Bushland's my pick to play for a state championship in 3A-D-1. Mm-hmm. So this is a it's a big time team that Riverside's playing. It's about an eight hour drive. They're going up the, a day before. They're going to go up Thursday. We're going to see what happens. I think at with the game being in Bushland, I think Bushland wins. I don't expect Riverside to win this game on the road. But if Riverside's competitive, mm-hmm. I think it's a great sign mm-hmm. for them going forward.
0: Uh, I agree. And and for Riverside, <sighs> this is uh, this is their moment to like break out of just an El Paso, just a yeah. good El Paso team. Yeah. Like 'cause if they were to go even even though it was a four A and a three A this would be one of those things you're like, all right,
1: be a signature win. Yeah, it
0: would be a signature win because
1: they 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 got they beat Lake Worth in the second round of the playoffs last year, and that was a nice win. But Lake Worth's not not any that's a.
0: I think this would be a bigger win than Bush than than beating Lake Worth.
1: Yeah, so this is a, this would be a huge I mean obviously feather. playoff, but you don't. Know I, mean. I I think if Riverside wins this game, I think you have to you know you have to put Riverside right there among the favorites in four A Division One Region One. Yeah, I
0: think I think I think that I think this is a, a really fascinating matchup. That like Bushland got their big like feather in their cap last year last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not saying they can undo it if they if they lose this game, but like this would be back-to-back really impressive non-district wins for them heading into district play and would make me feel really good about, about the Falcons. But they'll have to earn it against a, a playmaking Riverside team. If you are if you're if, if you're a Bushland fan and you're looking at this team and be like, ah it's a team from El Paso. We'll roll. Yeah. You are making a mistake. Big
1: mistake. I guarantee you, Coach Josh Reynolds and the Bushland Falcons football team, no. if they do that, they're gonna be taking a loss. Uh, yes. El Paso Riverside is a legitimate they were eleven and two last year. That's l le- they're a legitimate team.
0: I think I think this is a, that's an excellent pick. All right, Matthew, let's go uh, I guess this is at Mustang Panther Stadium. That's right. 7 o'clock Friday night at Mustang Panther Stadium. It is a state-ranked matchup. One of the very few state-ranked matchups this week. As the Grapevine Mustangs visit the Colleyville Heritage Panthers in the vaunted Battle of the Red Rail. Oh, yeah. Battle of the Red Rail. It was on... Texas football days on Belly Sports Southwest last week year. Week one last year, yeah. Week one. It's a district game now. Now they're in district play. And perhaps you're asking, hey, how's, uh, how are things going for... Because uh, for, for, it was Grapevine that moved down, right? No, Colleyville moved Colleyville down. Colleyville moved down. Yeah. Um, Colleyville moved down. Moved down. That's D1, D2. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How are things going for Colleyville Heritage in, D, in D1, or D2, rather? I'd say pretty good. I'd say so far, no mm-hmm. notes. Uh, now, their best result is a loss. Because they went, and they played Texas High on the road at Texas High, and they were competitive for the, for about the first two and a half quarters, and mm-hmm. then Texas High kind of ran away from them. But they got a win at Ennis, which is you know in some years would be a signature win. Ennis is down. It's a
1: good win though. Still good a win. good win. Yeah. It's a
0: good win. It's got to be a good win because everyone got it's the right. same thing. That's right. Um, but this is going to be their toughest test in district for sure because this district is Fort Worth ISD heavy. Although there's a battle of unbeaten's in this district this week, uh-oh.
1: Arlington Heights and Wyatt. Arlington Heights and Wyatt. Okay.
0: But these these are the two. Might favorites. be might be one of two. Might be might be one of two games we mentioned in this in this uh, podcast and from this district. Anyway. So I think this is for the district title
1: though. These are the your best right. teams. The
0: I think that you're right. And Colleyville Heritage has that loss to Texas High. Grapevine is also three and one in the year. And they lost, but they lost to Argyle, and you remember they got they got beat up by Argyle, um, you know, at home. Argyle is the number one team in the state, um, but they are, um, you know, the, the, that 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 would their offense kind of no showed in that one. But other than that, offense has been off the charts good. Mm-hmm. Offense has been very very good. This is for me, in many ways, about whether or not the Grapevine offense can continue to show up. Because, you know, Grapevine last week, Parker Polk, was exceptional in their game. Uh, they were very strong. But that offense has got to continue going up against a Colleyville Heritage defense that does feel like it's peaking at the moment. The, the, the Colleyville Heritage defense feels like it's playing its best football right now. They were excellent last week, albeit against Trimble Tech, and they're a lot better than them. Big rivalry aspect in this one, there will be, there will be a this, I think this game has a chance to be pointy because both these offenses have some have some weapons that they can get out and run. I think I lean towards Heritage in a close one, but I do think that last year it was not a fun game. Last year
1: Heritage um, kind of dominated.
0: Heritage kind of dominated mm-hmm. I think this game is pretty close. Computers guy is a four point game. I think it's going to be a one possession game. I like Heritage in a close one because I think their defense is going to be able to come up with a couple of stops. But yeah, I do think this game is going to be fun.
1: Heritage just kind of had Grapevine's number, but I think yeah. if this is the year for Grapevine to do it. It's this mm-hmm. year. I think they're they're really close on paper.
0: Yeah, they are, and uh, it's you know one of one of a few state ranked matchups, and it's so. a rivalry game. It's you never wrong. know. You never know. I mean, you know, just I mean, perfect example. Last week, uh, I got asked about this on the Waco radio. They asked me about Grosbeck and Mejia, and I t- and I flagged them on it. And I'm like, guys. Yes, Mejia's own four. And yes, Grosbeck, I want to say like three and one going mm-hmm. in that game or something like that. I was like, this is a rivalry game. They hate each other. This game's gonna be a banger. Yeah. Sure enough. It was a banger. Groszbeck won in overtime. So uh, same thing with this one. This has an opportunity to be really good simply from the rivalry aspect. What is your third pick, Matthew?
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna stay in the Metroplex. Friday night, seven thirty, at Billy Goodlow Stadium in Red Oak. As the Colleen Shoemaker-Wolves visit the Red Oak Hawks in a huge game in District 4, 5A, Division 1. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Shoemaker is underrated. They are very quietly having a really good year. They're 4-1 on the year, 2-1 in district play. Their one loss was a five-point loss to unbeaten Midlothian. Midlothian, that's another another unbeaten team flying under the radar Mm -hmm. a little bit. Shoemaker lost to Midlothian by five. They have a win over Lake Belton. That's that's a signature win by one point. I don't don't care. Red Oak, they're three and one on the year, one and one in district. Red Oaks loss to Lake Belton by one point. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> these two, yeah. I mean, it, this if you're is putting schedules together. It's a two point game. This is an evenly matched game here. These two on paper are Red Oak is super athletic. Shoemaker's the most athletic team in Colleen. They are dropping down from 6A. They're, Red, Red Oak is not going to intimidate them. Red Oak is not going to be able to run away from them. No. Shoemaker can run with Red Oak. This is going to be a – if you want a game with some athletes and some dudes on the field, this is your game. Mm-hmm. Red Oak was off last week. Shoemaker had a rivalry game with Ellison, and they beat Ellison 16-8. to over under on total yards in the game for uh, Colleen Ellison? <laughs> Let's set it at 50 yards of offense. Taking the over or under? Over. Colleen Ellison ended the game with 44 yards of offense. Jeez. Shoemaker can play Yuck. some defense. Yeah, Toby Foreman's squad can play some defense. This is going to be a, a barn burner. I'm telling you. This is in this game is going to have major, major playoff implications. Because I, I think what's happened in 4-5A or Division one. Is you've got four teams that have kind of separated themselves: Red Oak, Shoemaker, Midlothian, and Lake Belton. And you got Ellison and Colleen that are kind of on the fringe. But I think I think if you're talking about those f- top four, these games between the top four are going to be huge for seeding purposes because you don't want to get that four or three seed and have to play. Alito or Denton Ryan in the first round, mm-hmm. and hell, you may not want to get the two seed because you don't want to play Burleson Centennials mm-hmm. in the mix. Three five A is going three deep right now, mm-hmm. so the district title race right now is going through Midlothian. But the, these games are are, are, are massive. So um, I think the key here is Red Oaks had a week off; they've been prepping for Shoemaker for two weeks. I think that's a big edge for Tony Holmes Ball Club. I, I like Red Oak, but I think this is a nip and tuck field goal type game.
0: Yeah. Um. This is this is a this is a game that I think if the shoemaker defense is what they think that we think they are, I think they can be the dominant force in this game, mm-hmm. and that they can be the team that that dictates the pace of this game. If you know, maybe they get exposed. Redux has got some got some dudes that can go out there and, and break some big ones on you, but. I do think that if if I think the shoemaker defense can be the the aggressor in this game mm-hmm. and be the be the reason be ultimately what kind of sets this sets this game off for them. So excellent pick there, Matt Stepp. Remember how earlier you were talking about hipster teams, your favorite hipster teams? Yeah, Matt Stepp. Let's go seven o'clock Friday night at Cub Stadium in Olney I like it. Olney Cubs Stadium and only as the only Cubs. Welcome in the Stanford Bulldogs in a district opener for Olney, but mm-hmm. not for Stanford.
1: It's a 17 district, yeah.
0: Yeah, 17 district. You
1: know who's an Olney alum? This is, here
0: comes a fun fact
1: Krista Pertle.
0: Really? She's an Olney Her grad. Her old friend, Krista Pertle. She's an Olney grad. Uh, well, she's got to be fired up about Jody Geisler. She's squad. fired
1: up about the cousins.
0: Hey, say. this team is playing good ball right now. I don't think Olney's. I don't like Olney's 4 0, and. I am not inclined to tell you that I think that they are a fraud. That's a weird way of saying I like this team. But <laughs> this is... There are teams that are 4-0 that I think haven't played anybody. I think only has played some decent teams. I think that win over Alvord in the opener was a really nice win. I think beating Haskell a couple of weeks ago, especially the way they've done it, that's impressive to me. That This is a... I think this is an only team that is actually for real. Mm-hmm. And they can... I'm comfortable. I, okay. <clears throat> I think they're going to w- make the playoffs. I think they can functionally clinch a playoff spot with a win today in this game. Because the bottom of that district, there's this is the you mentioned uh, earlier. This is the uh, Hawley and Cisco district, comfortable penciling them in. Mm-hmm. I think both Stanford and Olney are getting this in the in the playoffs. But the bottom of that district with Winters, Anson, and in Colorado City, they're just a lot better than so. Yeah. But they can feel really good about getting in the playoffs with a win, and certainly set themselves up for a better seed if they were to get a win. And and the name of the game for Olney is um is 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 defense. Their defense is really good. Really good. They've given up 15 points this year, like and, that good.
1: And their offense does a great job of protecting their defense. They, they, just, they just hold on yes. to football. They just, they're, yeah. Their time of possession is ridiculous.
0: A.B. Marquez has been great. Cameron McCormack on the defensive side. This team uh, is, is really good. This is a team that has thrown uh, Houston Guy's kid. Oh, uh, 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 or, 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 or no, not Houston Guy's kid. I'm thinking of a wall. Uh, but Gatlin Guy, their, their mm-hmm. quarterback, has thrown the ball 12 times this year. Uh, They are...
1: averaging three passes a game.
0: ...grinding it out with uh, Giovanni Rockmore, uh, with Gatlin Guy, uh, with with Colin Mason. They are grinding, grinding, grinding on the ground. So you're right. like They play ball control. They keep the ball away from you. They will need to do that this week against Stanford because for as much as we say that that they're a a real 4-0, and I do think they're a real Mm 4-0, this is also the toughest team they've played so far. Absolutely. By a pretty considerable margin. This Stanford team is really legit. And I think that in all aspects of the game I think they're really balanced. That's what I like about them. You know, last week, they, they really did whatever they wanted against, against Winters. Christian Duran was fantastic at the quarterback spot. Their offense, you know, they put up 500 yards of total offense last week. I mean, they were rolling last week against a Winters team that they, they overmatched, plain and simple. But they've got playmakers, man. They are a team that are balanced. If they need to throw the ball, Duran can throw the ball. If they need to run the ball, they've got a running back in Hayden Henniger that is strong. And their defense has been very strong as well. Ol- I hesitate to say this I think Olney's Got one way they can win mm-hmm. And that is This game's got to be In the 20s Yeah If this game's I think it like, I like their offense, but, I, don't, but I, I like their defense a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you're putting a lot of pressure on your offense uh, against a pretty good Stanford defense if you're letting this thing get into the 30s. Stanford is happy to play at whatever pace you want, yeah. but I do think that Olney needs this game to be a lower scoring 24-21 to 21 type ball game if they're going to win it. Um, I like Stanford in this one. I think they're a little bit more complete, but this only team I think is legit. And I think they're a playoff team, but this is a critical district seeding matchup because who let's see who's in district cuz they're district who's 7. Francisco uh who's in who's in district 3 ah who's going to win district 3 that's
1: a good question
0: let's find out together live folks.
1: coverage of tepper researching
0: uh let's see who's going to win district 3 is it is that right no that's d1 well, let's go to d there we go that's oh, so it's anthony um let's see district standings here so heavy it's going to be district, it's going to be it? probably forsan or sonora so you know whoever you're going to pl- If you lose this game, assuming you're going to lose to to, uh, to Cisco and to, to Holly, you're probably playing Sonora or Forsan in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Probably don't want to do that. No. You probably want to win this ball game. Yeah, you want to avoid that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I like that matchup between Stanford and Only. What is your fourth pick, Matthew?
1: I'm going to go to a big district ball game in the beautiful 2-1-0. Ashley Pickles' favorite big city in mm-hmm. Texas. I think this is a Friday night game, <clears throat> Northeast IST. Sometimes it gets a little a little dicey there. But we got San Antonio Brandeis at four and one and three and zero in district taking on San Antonio Johnson three and one and two and zero in district twenty seven six A.
0: Critical matchup here.
1: I'm going to look this up right now and tell you where the game is being played. Um, I'm going to say so either Heroes or Comalander. I'm going to say Comalander. Friday at Heroes. I'm gonna add that out, <laughs> which is a nice, nice. It's a nice. <laughs> yeah. Heroes is a nicer stadium. Uh, Brandeis last week, big win over San Antonio Madison, 50 to 27. Uh, they got back uh, quarterback J C Evans, who had missed a few games uh, due to some off the field things. Um, big boost for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns on uh, he had four four touchdowns, two rushing, two passing, and Joseph Coleman rushes for 216 yards and three touchdowns. So. Um, just another day at the office for Charles Bruce's ball club. And when, when they have J.C. Evans, they're a different ball club. They're much more dynamic. The, the three games he's played in, the Brandeis offense has been much more explosive with him at the helm. But why not? He's a Division One quarterback. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, and I'm just a football idiot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good quarterbacks, ha, ha, uh, you have heard the good news about Ty Hawkins, right? I have heard the good uh, news. That's the week one. Matt Stepp, he got that dog in him winner award, uh, award winner. We're going to uh, drop off
0: some puppy chow. at his. Yeah, his that's
1: house. right. And some milk bones. Um, the sophomore quarterback, he's, he's just continued to be on fire. Uh, Johnson's won three in a row since losing that season opener to Judson. And I, I, I'll be willing to say this. Um, and there's Ashley Pickle in the window waving. Hi, Ashley. We're doing a podcast, Pickle. She walks away. V's gotten to her Disrespectful. head. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Uh, the talent. Is, uh, I don't awful. get it. Anyway, go on. The talent around here is insufferable. Tough, you included. Yeah. Um, uh, they've won three hundred. I think. I think if they play Judson right now, I'd pick Johnson to beat Judson by double digits. Mm. That's how much I think okay. Ty Hawkins and Johnson has improved. I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks. By the way, again, um, last week they beat San Antonio Roosevelt sixty-three to thirty-five. Hawkins. 300 yards of offense, five touchdowns. Loren Johnson, 238 yards rushing, three touchdowns. This is going to be a shootout, Tepper. If you like points, if you want a game that's pointy. I do like points. This is your game. I think this is the district championship in 27th. I think these are the two best teams in the district. Hmm. I think it's a big ball game. I'm going with Brandeis. Okay. I think the Brandeis defense is the difference in this ball game. Give me the Broncos uh, to get this win over Johnson and uh, – Take one back for Northside ISD because there's three Northside schools in this district, and I think two of so, them are gonna make the playoffs.
0: Okay, well let's 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 zoom out a little bit. You're taking Brandeis and Johnson over Reagan.
1: Yes, I think Reagan's the number three team in that district. The number the number four spot is really the one that's that's, that's intriguing. Yeah. I A think it's Clark. Sports gun to my head. I go Clark, mm-hmm. um, and I believe if you go Division One, I think Division if Churchill two,
0: figures out their offense, I think they're in it. Yeah,
1: I think I think if that happens, if the, that's the four playoff teams. I know I know Reagan will be Division One, and I believe
0: I'd also I also don't
1: Johnson might be the other Division. Speaking
0: one team. of speaking of teams that I don't want to give up on, I don't want to give up on Madison, but like. I think like at some point you are what your record says you are a huge game against Clark this week.
1: Madison so Massive I saw Shirts Clemens yeah. this, last week and Clemens beat Madison. Yeah. And I didn't I wasn't super impressed with Shirts Clemens. Okay. So there I'm I, I'm a little go. worried about Madison mm-hmm. and their I, I have not seen if they've pull I, I think it's pretty clear the top three teams are, are, are Brandeis, Johnson yeah. and Reagan. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I think the battles for fourth and, and the problem for Madison is they've already got a loss to yeah. Churchill. Already,
0: yeah. I, d- I don't want to give up on because I do think they're better than one and four. But like they're running out of time.
1: They got to beat Clark. They play Clark this week.
0: If they lose to Clark, it, they're, it's basically
1: like now they, got, they had they had losses. Two it's, teams are it's competing over. for yeah. a playoff spot. They with, would need yeah. a collapse from somebody. Anyway. By the way, if Clark and uh, Churchill play for a playoff spot in the Gucci Bowl, that would be a fun. <sighs> oh, that'd be great. That's one of the best rivalry game names in the state. The Gucci, Gucci Bowl. Bowl. I love yeah. it. It'd be a fun game for a playoff. spot. All
0: right, my fifth and final pick, Matthew. Let's go 7 o'clock Thursday night. Okay. It's a light Thursday slate, as you can probably imagine. It's a
1: light Thursday slate.
0: But at Rhodes Stadium in Katy, okay. as the Katy Tigers will play their first ever game. And, uh, the, the Katy doesn't get to do a lot of firsts, but here's a first. Because they get to play their first ever game against the Katy Jordan Warriors and Let's take a moment and talk about Katie. Are you sold on Katie? Twenty twenty two Katie. I am No. I am I am holding on to stock. Yeah. Because I think that they're pretty darn good. But I think if they go D one, I think they're in trouble.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those deals where where I probably already have stock in them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to sell it. But I wouldn't if I didn't have stock. I'm not sure I'd buy at this point because I mean, I'm kind of standing pat. I'm kind of right. Holding steady with Katie right now because
0: look, they are they're undefeated, okay. But like that one point win over Tompkins has aged pretty poorly, okay. And I I think that their offense is good. I don't think it's elite, and um. I think their defense is. Good, I'm not sure, and that's a, an unfair bar for Katie mm-hmm. because they've had some of the greatest defenses in Texas high school football history. I think it's a very good defense. I think they're, I, I do not think this is an invincible Katie team. Like in 2020, they looked pretty invincible, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then well, after, 20,
1: I lo- after they lost to Tompkins, they got yeah. on that roll, yeah. And then 2015, they were inv- they were fully they, invincible. they were yeah that was full, fully invincible. that was that was peak Katie there. That's peak Gary Joseph and Katie.
0: I do not think this is an invincible team, but at the same time, I think it's a very good team, and yeah. they're still they still own that district. They still own District 196A. Uh, that went over Tompkins, more or less. I mean, there's but there's 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 bigger fish to fry down the down, down the road, including this week, because I would like to tell you folks. As I'm standing up in the studio.
1: He is standing feeble.
0: Katie Jordan is not just a fun story. They're, They're a really
1: good team. They smacked around Pato last week. They're legit. They are actually legit. They are a they, they are in that gaggle of playoff teams. Yes. 19, 19 6A, the playoff race. I, I think we can we can safely put Katie in the playoffs. I'm comfortable making that declaration. Now, after that, you got Cinco, mm-hmm. Morton. Tompkins, Pato, Jordan. Five teams fighting for three spots here. Right. It's a, going to be a battle royale. Yeah. And, if it, and certainly if
0: Jordan – I do not—I want to be clear. Now, Colin Willits, their quarterback, has been great. I think their defense is really what impresses me because I think their defense has bowed up to pretty much every challenge that they've, that, they've, that they've had to face. Like, even their loss. They have a loss to Kingwood. They have a loss to Kingwood, but it was 17-10. Basically, mm-hmm. like the offense just couldn't get into gear. But their defense has been very strong to start the to to start their their young existence. I'm not saying Katie Jordan's going to beat Katie.
1: What that would a, be such a massive upset. But yeah, it's w- a,
0: there's no way you can pick it. No, there's no, no way. There's nothing to pick up. Computers got it as a 21 point ball game, right? Yeah, okay,
1: that's kind of what I have. Yeah. Right,
0: oh God, a 21 point ball game. I think we can get a real. We'll get another data point in this district of like. Where all these things stack mm-hmm. up. Because I'll tell you, if Jordan hangs and this thing's a game into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and and by the way, if you're if you're Katie, I'll just say this. If you're Katie, you probably better go win this ballgame.
1: Yeah, because you don't want let, let to let a team that you're probably better than hang around. Don't let them hang
0: yeah. around. And then and then furthermore, let's say they do spit the bit. And let's say Katie Jordan pulls up pulls one of the great upsets in recent Texas high school football history, mm-hmm. right? Suddenly Katie is staring down the barrel of Division One. Yeah. Because what you've done here but the the big thing about Jordan beating Payto last week. Now both Payto and Jordan are smaller than Katie and would push Katie D one. But all you've done is add another team to that gaggle yeah. because now Jordan is in that mix.
1: Yeah, before it was pay- we we kind of thought Pato and Morton Ranch had to make it to get right. it in, and before the season we weren't even sure Morton Ranch had it. In. So now you've got Morton Ranch entering the entering the chat, and now Jordan's entering the chat. So Now you got three teams uh-huh. entering entering the chat, so to speak. So I think this, for me the data points to watch is how, how long does Jordan keep this thing competitive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, then yeah. it's like all right, well, okay, never mind. But it. if it's if it's third quarter and it's, if it's four, if if 28 it's, 14 or mm-hmm. something, then you're like, well, Katie's comfortably better, mm-hmm. but Jordan's kind of keeping it competitive and hanging around. I guess a good sign for Jordan in their future games against Tompkins, Morton Ranch. Mm-hmm. Correct Seagull me if I'm
0: wrong. Mike Rabe's a former Katie assistant. Is this correct?
1: Uh, no, he was former head coach at Maid Creek. Maid Creek. I don't okay. know if he has a Katie, ties to Katie okay. before that, but I know he was former head coach at Maid Creek.
0: I am very interested because, look, it's, it, this is this is the – obviously, Katie owns this district, right? They own this district. Jordan might be the crazy guy in a fight. Could be. The, b- maybe they don't know they're supposed to be scared, right? Yeah. They don't know. Anyway, I like Jordan and Katie. What
1: is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? It's tough. There's some good games still on the board here. There are. I'm going to go 730 Friday night at Mule Stadium in Muleshoe. Shoe. Mm-hmm. As the five and0 Brownfield Cubs take on the four and one mule shoe mules, really good game in the South Plains, uh, Brownfield looking to go six and0 in non-district with it. and I can't remember the last time Brownfield has gone six and0 in non-district. It's pretty much a basketball school. Aaron Flores has done a fantastic job. <laughs> Did you see what I put in Oh slack? yeah, I saw it was hilarious. Yes.
0: <laughs> Aaron Flores was on uh, uh, Football Friday with us. And uh, <coughs> and uh, after their big win over Littlefield last week, and he's 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 a younger guy. He's got he's got kind of a he's got kind of a beard. You know he's got the he's got and he was wearing a backwards hat
1: and and sunglasses, and sunglasses on top of the backwards on top of it. hat. And
0: Craig Way takes a picture and texts it to me and Aaron and our producer Patrick Rodzowsky, and says, uh, "When did Matt Stepp get the job coaching Brownfield?" There was <laughs> s- there's a similarity there. Flores, good-looking guy. Good-looking, good-looking guy. <laughs> He's also, by the way, because I got—I'll I, just say this: we were, um, <clears throat> as we were getting him on uh, in the break, the, my producer goes, "Hey, can you spell check his first name?" I was like, yeah, he's, he's got Air, Aaron Flores spells Aaron uh, in, yeah, in, in a in unique his, way. In his own way. And I was yeah. like, that's right. You got it exactly
1: right. His parents uh, <laughs> decided to make him a little unique. That's okay. He's a heck of a football coach. Uh, last week, I thought the defense was key for Brownfield. Mm-hmm. They had five interceptions last week against Littlefield. They picked off five passes. Um, 28-14 went over Littlefield. And how about Caden Moore? All four touchdowns were through Caden. Moore. he caught four touchdown passes in the win, and Brownfield gets a huge win over Littlefield uh, last week to remain. And that was a battle of unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Brownfield scored two touchdowns in the last three eleven of that ball game. Um, Mules shoes won, won four in a row since their season opening loss to Littlefield, and I thought last week uh, was probably the Mules' best win of the season. They beat Abernathy twenty seven to twenty. They got down early, came back. Uh, Sar Cisneros had a pair of touchdown catches. Daniel Cianez uh, runs for a couple of touchdowns. And Muleshoe's defense did the job. After, after getting down early, throw, they threw a pick six. They got down early. They limited the Abernathy offense in that, in that game. Um, so Muleshoe, I think, is playing right now. Jason Richards has got that ball club playing outstanding football. Key in this one is, does does Muleshoe avoid the turnover bug? Mm-hmm. If they can hang on to the football and not let that ball-hawking Brownfield secondary um, turn the game around, I think Muleshoe at home can end Brownfield's unbeaten streak and get the win. Especially Brownfield maybe coming off that high that win last week. What's left in the tank for the Cubs this week against another another really good team?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um that is that is in many respects the key. because um, this is a brown this is an let's call it an opportunistic Brownfield team. It's a good word. They I will like that. Uh, they will if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. Um, I am interested to see oh, exactly how they how they take care of the football. If they take care of the football, then I think Mule Shoe can win this game. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, then Brownfield Brownfield get they'll move sixth 0 on you, man. They're they're legit. I thought that win over Littlefield was really impressive very impressive great win also. for them it was so okie dokie so that is the draft step took or I took brownfield brownwood Stephen. we did brownfield and brownwood <laughs> brownwood stevenville Richmond, Foster, Magnolia West, Grapevine, and Colleyville Heritage, Stanford and Olney, and Katie and Katie Jordan, Step that took Maynard, Vandegrift, uh, El Paso, Riverside, Bushland, Red Oak, Killing, Shoemaker, San Antonio, Brandeis, San Antonio, Johnson, and Mule Shoe, and Brownfield. So those are your that's your draft. Let's get to the hipster game of the week. In a week where I'll say this a lot of hipster games. <laughs>
1: hipster games lot are, of, are abundant.
0: A lot of hipster games. What is your hipster game of the week?
1: I'm going to go with my Thursday night game mm. um, as the Wiley Pirates visit Homer B. Johnson Stadium to take on the Garland Lakeview Centennial Patriots in a big game in District 9-6A. Um, Lakeview comes into this one at 3-2. and two. Um, They are 2-1 and one in district play. Wiley comes in at 3-1 and one and 2-0. and oh. hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, I think this game could be for a playoff spot. I think the loser of this game may be out of the playoff picture. Because you look at the district, Wiley East and Garland are both unbeaten, playing really good football right now. I think Naaman Forrest is probably going to be in the playoff mix as well, getting one of those playoff spots. And that leaves Garland and Lake I mean, Wiley and Lakeview to fight out fight it out for that last playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a massive game with playoff implications in nine six A. I'm, I'm really intrigued. Wiley is one of those teams that, that when, you, when you think they're not very good, they find a way to, to be decent and sneak up on people. Lakeview is probably the more talented team here. They are at home. But Wiley always has that it factor, and they're always kind of that, that scrappy underdog that plays hard. So um, fascinated with this one. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see um, how these two teams look in a big game in Garland ISD. Okay. Good pick. Good pick.
0: Matt Step, we're going to go to a district ball game
1: district game on your own there.
0: Yeah. 7:30 p.m. Friday night in Alba, Texas. Oh, as the Alba Golden Panthers who are 5 0. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> take I've on I've been to an Alba Golden game before.
0: Take on uh take on the Honeygrove Warriors ah, in yes. uh in in a district opener. It's a district opener for Honey Grove, because they had the open. It's a seventeen district. They had the the week the the bye. You know, the, the open date in, in week one of district play is not a district opener for Alba Golden. Let me tell you about Alba Golden, because you tell me the good news. This is Spread prob- the good this news. Is probably the first time you've ever heard of of this Alba Golden team, but they are five and zero. Oh,
1: Drew Webster, head coach.
0: Drew Webster, God, I'm a uh, sicko. You Jesus, are, you are a sicko. They are five and zero. Oh, What's up, Coach Webster? But this is. In my opinion, very clearly the toughest test they're going to have. This is the first game they're going to play against a team with a winning record. They've beaten Detroit, Linden-Kildare, Clarksville, Big Sandy, and then last week the big Quinlan Bulls. Now, they do not of, need to apologize for any of these losses
1: No. Points. A lot of 2A Division two teams in that, in that mix. But they're, but they're 5-0, and yeah. and they're off to a great— Smart schedule in
0: there. a good way to put it. Good way to put it. And in a lot of ways, their offense has been humming. 45 points a game. Things have looked very good for for Drew Webster's ball club. Here's Honey Grove coming off of their op- they're coming off their open date. They have one loss in the year in the opener to Howe. Now, that is a loss that has aged pretty well. Yes. It was very competitive, twenty mm-hmm. to fifteen loss uh, against Howe. Howe's still four and one. But they do not have uh, since then they've beaten Frost, White Wright, and Sims Bowie there is a pretty clear uh, kind of through line for Honeygrove and that is that their defense is really good. Their defense has given up they, I mentioned that they gave up 20 points to Howe in the opener. Uh, they've given up 26 all year. Okay? Their defense, defense has been very good. So the question for me is going to be can this uh, Honeygrove defense uh, this Honey grub defense uh, taking on what has been a pretty high-powered Alba Golden offense. Can they go and get what would be a really important win uh, there? Uh, Glenn Hartley is going to tote the mail uh, for this uh, for uh, Alba Golden's team. Uh, they've got him. They've got Jerry Skinner on the outside. Uh, he plays both ways, as you do in 2A. This would be a really nice feather in the cap and the best win for either of these teams, whoever gets it. And they've got to feel good moving forward. Now, I still think that uh, Cooper is still Cooper, Cupper, Everyone say
1: it. yeah. I say Cooper. I know it's Cooper. Cooper
0: um, is still the best team in that district, yeah, in my I opinion. Think so but I think this my Rivercrest can maybe talk me into second, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like I think at, at the very least, this is for playoff positioning there in in District 92, Division Two. So I like it. My hipster game of the week is Honey Grove and Alba Golden. Matt Step, why don't you tell me where you're going and tell right. me who's sending
1: you there? All right. Well, We'll have a little story about where I'm going this week. But first, I want to thank our friends at Country Meats because they are the official sponsor of Tep and Step. They're avid football fans just like us, and they know that football equipment isn't cheap. That's why they make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone from peewee teams to high school varsity. Head over to countrymeats.com and use the discount code STEP10, that's STEP10, to get 10% off your first order. Love you, Country Meats. Love you, Country Meats. Ghost Pepper, the thank, way to go. Thank you for your service. Uh Thursday night, as I mentioned, I will be in Garland as I will take uh take in the Wybee Pirates taking on the Late View Centennial Patriots in my Thursday game. Which where's that came at? Homer B. Johnson Stadium. Beautiful. Uh and then Friday night, I will be at Goldsmith Stadium in Louisville as those fighting <laughs> unbeaten Coppel <Hell> Cowboys. <laughs> take on the Louisville Fightin' Farmers in a really good <laughs> District 6-6A game. This is the Coppell's biggest test of the year by far. Oh yeah, uh, 4-0 Coppell, 1-0 in District, taking on Louisville, 3-1, 1-0 in District. This is a big showdown in 6-6A Division 1. Or, uh, Division, 6-6, in 6-6A, period.
0: I don't want to go too crazy.
1: This is a big if, game.
0: If Coppell wins this game... Uh <laughs> t- t- 10 and I was in play tepper. Just telling you.
1: 10 and I was in play. Just put up put the word out. We back up folks. Yeah. I've been trying to tell y'all. I'm excited to see you know, Antonio Wiley used to be an assistant at Louisville. So this is a this is going to be a fun game. Um, the the quarterback for Coppell Fishpaw,
0: Jack Fishpaw yeah. is his mm-hmm. name. Kid's a baller. Kid can play it is it is it has been upgraded to not just a bit. <laughs> yeah, they're there actually might be good.
1: Yeah. So it's might been upgraded to not just a bit. Yeah. Cowboy Fight never dies. Uh, Saturday, I will not be at a game Saturday. <gasps> In fact, I will not be at a games for a week <gasps> after this. So are you, are you okay? I'm good. Are you going I, back in the hospital? No, I'm not going back in the hospital. Thank. I mean, I know what it sounds like because I'm coughing. I have an upper respiratory infection. It's uh, a little, you know, little thing I got. You know, am so doing okay. Um, no. Uh, so let's t- take take you back to March of 2020, Greg Tepper. Do you, do you remember March of 2020? Well, yes. A week before then. My lovely family, my wife and I, and my daughters. We were in Jamaica on vacation, family vacation. Hmm. And as you do when you go to these resorts, you schedule your next vacation because it's you know you can get a twenty percent off discount, put a little money down, schedule your next vacation, pay it out. And Hmm. the 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 we use sandals as a great man, Michael Scott, once used. Uh, Feeling hot, hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you, you could pay as you go, kind of, right? Uh-huh. So we scheduled our vacation for, I think you scheduled out like 18 months in advance. So we scheduled it out for 18 months, and we're like, okay, we'll go, you know, right right before football season of 2022. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, actually, I, I've been... Yeah, right before football season. Eighteen months was football season of tw- you know August of twenty twenty two, and so we, we scheduled out. COVID happens. We know we're like, oh, our vacation is not in danger because we're not going till August of this year. Well, something happened at the beginning of the year to me personally. I got sick, mm-hmm. and had some medical bills and that type of thing. Uh, I'm still working through, et cetera, et cetera. So we we decide we could not. Um, the 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 financial situation didn't didn't make it smart sure. to go on vacation in August. Well, we couldn't push the vacation out any further, hardly. So the sa- they gave us a two-month extension on the vacation. So we were either going to have to uh, – Use base, it or lose it. Yeah. So I told my wife, I said, well, we're not going at the end of October. Because the vacation was scheduled basically the week before football season. Mm-hmm. Good time to go on vacation, take the family out, then have – All right, see you in 17 weeks, guys. You know, Sure. But – the way the, the way the way things worked out financially was because October is the off season. The vacation was actually not only paid for, but now we can take my mother in law and my niece and nephew with uh. us. But I, the the compromise was we can't go at the end of October because that's too close to the playoffs. I got to do playoff projections, guys.
0: Guys, he's Joneson.
1: Yeah, so. The compromise was we'll go with the beginning of October before the season really kind of – I wish it had been this week. This would have been the perfect week to go because there's not that many games, but we're going next week. So I'll miss – I'll be gone from October 1st to October 8th, so I'll miss Saturday game week six, and I'll miss all of week seven. I'll be back Saturday night, October 8th, and then we'll be rocking and rolling. So next week's tap and Step, if we can get reliable internet in Jamaica, um, which I think we should – well, it'll be the f- I'll record Tep and Step from Jamaica, so it'll be our third country. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the third s- country. U.S., Canada, and Jamaica, and Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is almost a fourth country.
0: <laughs> it's a third world country. Yeah,
1: so um, so that's kind of my personal little aside there. Okay. I'll be gone for a week, so um,
0: you will you will learn very quickly next week if uh, if Step can get reliable internet because if he can't, I hope you like Teppen Pickles. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Teppenish. Do- I probably can't talk. I shouldn't doing it.
1: And maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you can talk them into it. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. So.
0: Anyway. Um okay. Uh, will you try to bring home a winner for Capel?
1: We'll see. Uh, that'll be my 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 parting gift for you before I go on vacation.
0: If if Capel wins, will you uh, will you give
1: Antonio Wiley a hug for me? I will. I, I'll do that for the. <laughs> I will do that at, during the coach's interview. We
0: will, we will.
1: We will get that on camera, and I'll say, "Coach, this is from Greg Tepp. <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> How great. That, that, talk content. that that's the content you crave. That
0: is the content people crave. All right. That's gonna do it for us. We've already gone way too long. Thanks for thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Hopefully talk to you next week on Temple Step.